Welcome to The Soapbox. My name is Chris Kraft. And I'm Micah Davis. We want to have conversations spanning everything from philosophy to finance, and we want you to join us. Our goal on this podcast is to share new perspectives on old ideas, and we hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey everybody, Chris Kraft and Micah Davis on a full episode of The Soapbox today. And we're going to come to you with a subject that is both relevant and causes a lot of discussion. We're going to say debate and frustration in today's society, which the first thing I'm going to say is, is my God. extremism. <laughs> yeah, extremism is a good way to put it. I think sometimes, too, it's, it's interesting how we defend something that is misused, right? Yep. And, and, and what we're going to be talking about today is responsible use of social media. And by no, it's, it's funny how we almost have to give disclaimers on what we're not talking about, right? Like we're yeah. not bashing social media. Both of us are on multiple forms of social media all the time. Media I a lot for business. Lot. Micah uses it a lot for communication and different different trading card games and things right. like that that we were just talking Music about. Music and, and all Music kinds of stuff. Music on top of it. My yeah. gosh, it's a great tool, yeah. right? Just like money, just like a lot of other tools we have. But right. if you take a hammer and try to fix a car engine, that's the wrong tool for the wrong thing, right? Or if you sleep with your hammer... You're going to be a little obsessed with your hammer. Yeah. You just like stick it in your pocket and always have it there. You take it in the shower with you. That's 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 called addiction. We already have an episode on that. Yeah, we do. Um, Join the conversation at Soapboxes Media. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we really want to talk about this. And a lot of this was born out of another, um, another video. Uh, I don't think it was a TED Talk. I think it was another video by Simon Sinek. I think it was just an interview. That he did, yeah. On, and I think it was a business-type interview, because yeah. especially the way he ended, by Simon Sinek. Oh, and it was a video to millennials. It's kind of all over Facebook right now. And so, so the disclaimer at the beginning is, in no way are we bashing social media, because for one thing, you probably found today's podcast through a form of social media. Right, and you can follow us and get the information that we have to offer on social media. Yeah, just for, for the cheap plug on Facebook and Twitter, and right. you can email us. So we're on social media, but... Just like any good tool, it can be misused, it can be abused, and we do want to speak to that because Mike is a youth pastor at uh, in, down in Calera, Alabama. My wife and I have been youth pastors for 13 plus years, so we've seen the danger of what it does to a generation, and I think as we go through the conversation, I'd like to talk about the dangers of social media, even for adults. This is not a millennial conversation. No. This is a worldwide phenomenon. Right. So why don't you speak to the conversation we were just having? This was... This podcast is the result many times, this is how these podcasts are born, of a conversation Mike and I were having and we said, oh, yeah, wait, 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 hit record and let's yeah. go through this. <laughs> so I'd like you to speak to what you were talking about a moment ago when you talked about how social media is a fairly new problem or a fairly new tool right. compared to everything else that we have. J- just a couple of those ideas. Yeah, well, I've gotten some people's thoughts on, you know, for instance, gun safety. And a lot of people want to ban guns because they're dangerous. And then some people want to be able to do whatever they want with guns. And we should just be able to open carry our AK-47s into Walmart and that'll be fine. But the problem is that, well, those things are, guns are relatively older technology now, especially compared when we're talking about social media, really older technology compared to social media. Um, And I think that we've had more ideas on, well, you know, oh, this gun, we can put safeties on them, and we can have them not go off while you're, we have them in their holster, and we can make them much more reliable, and, and they don't need as much maintenance, and we can, we've can we worked on the technology so that it, we've kind of covered at least some of the bases of safety for them. 
Social media has not been around long enough for us to figure out how to cover the basis of social of, of safety. It's a good point. And still keep the the integrity of the technology. So like you can't really have security with social media unless right now you want to take away the freedom that you have on social media. It's a good point. So I think right now what we have and the problem is people need to be responsible with social media just like you would have had to have been responsible with your gun back in the 1800s before there was a ton of safeties and all these mechanisms to keep keep guns from going off in your pants. Um, I think that's where we run into a lot of the issues right now in our culture, in our society, and as individuals, is that we don't know how to handle social media as a gun without a safety. That's a good point. So um, anyway, I think the older technologies, we've kind of gotten a little bit more security and a little bit more... Uh, better with what we should do to make them safe, whereas social media, we don't know how to handle it yet. It's mm-hmm. it's you know it's like a toddler with a with a with a gun. You just don't know what you're doing with it yet, and it's very dangerous if you're not taught how to responsibly handle social media on its own. As dangerous as it is, but the part that I'm gonna kind of talk about and I want you to expand on is social media as the devil. Because <laughs> yeah. I know so many people who are like, well, I just won't even touch social media because it's it's evil. And I'm like, it's not, though. Social media is as evil as money is, as evil, evil as guns are. Mm-hmm. It's just a tool. And if you use it incorrectly, sure, it can be used of the devil. But you need tools to do a lot of things. And I don't think that social media should be cast out from society. Should be ostracized, yeah, right? Just because it can be used Poorly. So what do you think about that as far as like, well, how do you responsibly use social media then in order for it not to seem like it's just the devil? Uh, we'll kind of speak to one of the things you said, because it is interesting how some people will say that guns are evil. And this is not going to turn into a political podcast. But then there's certain people that will say that money is the root of all evil, which is doubly misinterpretation of scripture because it says the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. It doesn't say every form of evil, right? right. So, so it, yes, I totally agree that some people ostracize and blame the tool for the misuse of the tool. And, right. and this is a soapbox of ours, so thus the name of our podcast and the name of our email and everything else. The name of our umbrella is Soapboxes Media because this is one of our soapboxes that we have strong opinions on. So join the conversation if you disagree with us. But if you're still listening, it's because you appreciate some of our perspectives, right? The idea of this podcast, and yes, this is a disclaimer, but before we get on our soapbox, I want to remind everybody, the idea of this is new perspectives on old ideas. And one of the older ideas that we've talked about on other podcasts is you can be addicted to anything. Yes. You can be addicted to anything, and it's not the the usually it's not even the thing itself that's evil. It's the heart issue behind it. So a lot of the heart issues with social media, and I love where Simon Sinek went in his video because he said the same reaction to social media is the same reaction that you get from drugs. It's the release of dopamine every time you get a like on social media. He he even makes a statement. He said that's why some teenagers will send out ten texts. High, 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 high. Because when you get that that response, it's a hit of dopamine. And there's a lot of people that will say, let's just outlaw social media. And I understand that from where they're looking. Because they're looking to stop a symptom and not the root cause. 
And the symptom is the misuse of social media has created massive amounts of issues in our society. The lack of security, the way that people don't know how to be secure in social media, therefore they give way too much information, gives hackers way too much issue. That's one problem and that we should learn how to secure our own information, right? I don't put every place I've ever been I've ever lived in every car I've ever had. And I don't put everything on social media. And your mother's maiden name and the last four digits hey, of here's social the, yeah. security. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And and so part of it is using discretion and discernment and being able to figure out what should be public, right? Yeah. So part of it is an education problem because we don't know how to use it. So that's one of the reasons we want to do this podcast is how do we responsibly use it? The first thing to be careful of, and, and I'm glad you asked the whole question, is social media the devil? Not even close. Is social media, does social media have the capability to be something evil if the wrong people get a hold of it? 100%. Right. So let's completely understand from a safety aspect, there are people that are using social media for evil purposes. They're using it to steal, they're using it to destroy. See John 10, 10 in the Bible, right? Mm -hmm. Because the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The same influence is being used in social media. Completely agree. And the same influence is being used in guns and in money and in sermons. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The church. You have pedophiles that are using the church. It's not that the church is full of pedophiles, but pedophiles are using the church many times as a vehicle to do evil deeds. So in the same way. We also have... You have a lot of the guys who will use the pulpit as a means of gaining wealth and success. You have there guys you who will use them to, to gain influence and power in their community. And just the same way as you were just saying, it's not that the pedophiles fill the, pedophiles fill the church. It's that you have these agents who act on their own that use that particular position or technology or tool. Correct in order to gain something for ill-gotten gain. Great point. So the first thing to realize is, yes, there are dangers. Yes, we should be responsible because there are evil people that are using it for terrible purposes, for identity theft, for um, child molestation, for sex trafficking. There are people that are using it, so we should be responsible. Parents, even though I am not a parent, Mike and I have both had youth pastor experience. It is a police... Okay, this is a soapbox. Get ready. Parents, it is your responsibility to protect those children. It is not your responsibility to let them have all the privacy in the world and do their own thing. And here we go. Parents, if you're not taking responsibility for the way your child uses social media, maybe social media is not the problem. Maybe you are. I will throw it out there that controversial. Soapbox might drop. Because I do believe that as parents, it is your responsibility for your child's safety for you to teach them how to be safe and for you to teach them how to be responsible. If you aren't teaching them those three things on social media and something happens, then that is on you. I fully believe that. And I will not back down from that position as even though I'm not a parent. Okay. Um, Because there are way too many students that I have that if they start using something irresponsibly, then I just assume their parents haven't taught them anything about that. And if yeah. you're, if you're, if I see a student who doesn't know how to use a pencil sharpener, my guess is parents haven't showed them how to use a pencil sharpener, right? Right. So if I see a student who is not using social media correctly, it is not my job as their math or chemistry teacher to teach them how to use social media. It is your job as a parent to parent and teach them how to use social media because it is a tool 
and it is a dangerous one. Teach them to wield social media like you would teach them to wield a kitchen knife. Exactly. If I had a white flag, I'd be waving it at him like preach, preach. It's it's literally we've we've grown up and we've created a culture in such a way that the responsibilities for these tools have been turned over to no one. Right. No one is taking responsibility for them. The parents will look at the kids and say, "Well, you should know." And the what? Are, how are the kids supposed to know? I can tell you this: when I was young, and I would strike a match, you know what the last thing on my mind was? The fire burns the match and eventually reaches my fingers, so it will burn my hand. So I need to drop the match or put it out before that happens. You know how many times I burned my fingers before I thought about that? <laughs> What do you think is going to happen with social media? If you're not told that, or if you don't just go ahead and have it happen to you a few times. They're going to burn their fingers. Yeah. It's like reaching for a hot stove. Like, okay, I've seen this stove, and I've seen mom touch it to clean it a few times, right? So I can touch the stove whenever I want to. No, the stove's hot. It's, yep. it's not, oh, you should have looked at the stove, saw that the eye was red, and known that the heat was going through it. It's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a kid. I don't know. Right. So this is not a parenting talk, but this is what I'll say. It is the parent's responsibility to teach the kids how to handle social media correctly. Yeah. So and But let me step back even from there and say, parents, are you using it correctly yourself? Yep. Are you using it correctly yourself? Are, do you even know how to? And I'm going to even step back and give parents a little bit of a back door out here. Maybe nobody's taught you. Yeah. Maybe nobody's taught you. Now, that doesn't take your responsibility away from teaching your kids. Mm-hmm. Because remember, parents, and this is biblical example, this is one of the greatest principles I've ever heard. Your job is not to create happy teenagers or happy children. Your goal is to create healthy adults. Right. So are you teaching them the dangers and the responsibilities of how to handle social media correctly? So let's dive into that. What are some ways that we can better handle social media? For So let me kind of start this from a business standpoint. I'm an entrepreneur. My wife and I... Have, we're, we're tied in with a business that is an educational company that teaches life skills, personal development, financial development, and things like that. And one of the things I do from a business standpoint is I use social media as a connection device. Right. I use it as a networking device. Now, I don't use it as a way to share all of my information, but if I meet someone, um, I was the keynote speaker at a conference about a month ago, and I had several people walk up to me and said, hey, I'd love to follow you on LinkedIn. You know, my response, unfortunately, I'm not on LinkedIn enough yet, right? So I'm discovering from a business standpoint, it's advantageous to me to have more of a presence on social media. So that's one of the ways we can use it as a tool, right? Right. We need to be able to be found by people who want to find us as long as they don't have terrible purposes, right? When they find me, what can they find? They can find what I'm currently doing. I'm a leadership speaker in the Birmingham area. I am working with Life Leadership to spread their educational materials. I am attending Christian Life Fellowship in Clear. I don't mind them finding that information, but they're not going to find if I have a vacation spot and when I'm gone, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're not going to find, <clears throat> they may find my basic educational stuff. They're not going to know where I went to high school and where that blah, blah, blah. They're not going to know all this stuff about me, right? But it can be used responsibly as a networking tool. So that's a responsible way to do it. So limited information that you share, but you should have enough information that people can find you and you can expand your network. Right. And please don't 
put your address out there. Like it's agreed. As far as information that you need to put out there, you need to put out there just enough to accomplish the purposes that you want to accomplish. So if you're looking to tell people, hey, I'm a coffee fan, let's meet at Starbucks for your business, mm -hmm. fine. Put on there, hey, my favorite Starbucks is the 119 Starbucks. Mm -hmm. Don't put on there, hey, it, <laughs> like people, a lot of people use social media for connections and business and everything. Don't put on there, hey, anyone who wants to meet me about a business <laughs> opportunity, come to and then post your address. Right. <laughs> Please don't do that. Yeah. And especially don't post your phone number if it's mm -hmm. not a burner phone that you know you don't always have on you or something. Don't post your personal phone number because guess what? You'll have to change it pretty soon. Mm -hmm. And that's more expense and more cost on you and that's a problem. Exactly. I think that um, when it comes to using social media for me, I let people communicate with me uh, if through my pages mm -hmm. or through emails because emails are like burner phones, right? You can just like make one and delete it and make and, one and delete and it. And you can get rid of emails. It's it's something you can burn through. You can ignore if it, you need to. Exactly. You can delete them off your off your phone if, you need, if you're tired of getting, you know, those uh, opportunities to refinance your apartment <laughs> for some reason like I've gotten here recently. Or car insurance. Yeah. <laughs> then you're just like, okay, you know, it's time for a new email and you can just make a new email. Um, for whatever purposes you want. And I think that, that part of social media safety is knowing the information that you'll need to accomplish what you need. Now, that's really good for me, you know, uh, on my page or pages, if I'm doing music, you know, and I have a page for my music, if I'm doing music, I put on there, my music email, I don't put on there, my personal email. That's good. Um, and there are always ways around, giving someone highly personal information that could compromise you in any way. And I think that too few people think about the dangers of saying, Hey, let me just go ahead and, you know, give you my, my personal address so you can come meet me here. Mm -hmm. Um, so anyway, I think that using social media responsibly though, both encompasses the information you put out there and how you present yourself on social media. That's very good. So many companies nowadays, if you're looking to get a job, will check your social media yep. now. Yep. And guess what? If you post a joke that makes you look like a white supremacist, it's going to be hard to get a job. If you post a joke that makes you look like you hate women or men, it's going to be hard for you to get a job. Mm -hmm. Please don't post anything, especially as a joke, because it's hard to read jokes on through yes, text. Yes, it is. Exactly. Um, I I know most people probably will already understand this, but you would never want to read the transcript of Jim Gaffigan's stand-up sketches. Mm. It's not that funny if you read it. It's right. a little more funny because of his delivery and because you can tell when he's joking or impersonating someone or kind of he's making a funny voice when he's doing an audience member, but then if you read it, you're like, that's weird. Why is he talking about himself in the in the third person? Yeah. Um. I think that you need to be careful what you post just as much as you need to be careful what information you include because it can make you come off as a real jerk. And yeah. then it's really hard to get away from something like that. A lot of people say when it's posted on the internet, it's there forever. And it doesn't whether matter. Whether you delete it or not. Whether you delete Snapchat it or not. Snapchat or not, I don't care. Screenshots happen. There are apps to get around. Snapchat's little closing, uh, little self-destruct mm -hmm. feature. Um, there's just, there's too much out there, man, for you to <coughs> take the risks. Please don't, don't post pictures of yourself nude <laughs> on Snapchat because it deletes itself. It, yep. it doesn't, that yep. person is going to, first of all, you've pro if, if you're sending those kinds of pictures, you've probably talked about let's send these kinds of pictures, right? And that means that person is fully prepared for you to send something compromising. Mm -hmm. And guess what? 
they've probably got an app or, or are looking for an app so that they can save it and either use it for blackmail later or other nefarious purposes. Just don't do it. It's yeah. much easier that way. It is. It is. And there's something I appreciate that you said that I want to speak to. Are, are you kind of finished? With yeah, that yeah. Okay. Um, you were talking about the purpose of why you're, um, why you're, why you got the pod, why you've got your social media, right? So one of the things you need to figure out is why do I have this? There was a point in time where I wanted to get rid of my Facebook because I felt like it was doing more harm than good. And I felt like God was telling me that that, that was kind of a means for me to share what I'm reading, to share because yeah. I'm a teacher at heart. So my social media, the purpose of my social media is more, it's two side. It's network for my business and it's to share what I'm reading. I'm a big reader. So a lot of my social media pages ends up being cliff notes mm-hmm. for what I'm reading so people can come on and learn what I'm reading and figure out book suggestions. I just recently posted my top 25 books on Facebook that have mattered the most to me over time. People really appreciated that. Well, mm-hmm. that's my purpose. So therefore the posts that I post and the things that I do on social media reflect my purpose. Right now, a lot of times people's purpose is it's just my personal webpage. So I'm going to post however I feel. I, I would encourage you to rethink that. Anybody who thinks that you need to think of what is my purpose? Why, why do I have this Facebook, this Twitter, this Instagram, this fill in the blank. Sometimes it's just for fun. That's fine. But I, 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 again, trying to filter what I want to say here, that's not a good enough reason for a responsible social media user. Yeah. Just for fun is not, you need to be able to figure out, am I doing it to hang out with friends? Am I doing it to network? Cause just for fun can get you into a lot of problems because what, what is, what does the saying say? Idle hands are a devil's workshop. Right. Right. So you're just got it for fun. The other thing I'm going to encourage, cause I don't want to go too long on this podcast is notifications from social media. Mm-hmm. Um, the, and, and Simon Sinek's point in this video was something I do want to cover real quick. One of his points where notifications can begin to rule your life. Yep. <clears throat> when your phone beeps, it becomes FOMO, fear of missing out. I don't want to miss anything. So I've got Facebook notifications on, Instagram notifications on, to where when somebody posts something, my phone notifies me. Therefore, let's back up and look at this. What rules your life? Do you have Do you have free will? You're almost giving your free will up to a phone. You're yeah. almost giving your free will up, and you're not giving it up. You've chosen, <laughs> you've chosen to be ruled by a device. So I would encourage you, uh, I have turned off notifications on all of my social media except for one that's called GroupMe to where I want to be notified about my business dealings. Besides that, my notifications are turned off. Why? Because I don't want Facebook to tell me when to come look. Mm-hmm. I want to go look when I choose to take the time to do it. Right. Uh, a lot of this boils down to some real conviction that I felt. I was. We listened to this. Um, to this podcast. I can't remember if I said this on podcast or just in our conversation. So I'm going to say it again. Laura and I, my wife and I were talking about the podcast about how social media rules your life. And I picked up my phone and sent a Facebook message in the middle of Laura's sentence. Mm. And I started to realize I am truthfully by definition addicted to my cell phone. Yeah. And that's a dangerous place to be. That is irresponsible use of social media. And we in culture now, we don't even choose it. In fact, we defend it. Yeah. Very similar to how we do debt. It's not a financial conversation, but we will defend our debt that is in itself causing us stress and losing years of our lives. We'll defend the very thing that is hurting us. Yeah. And I think the same way we've gotten to the point to where we are defending 
our irresponsibility of social media. So I think it's been a great talk, Mike. You have any closing comments, any other thoughts that you want to tag on to the end of this? Just the thing about notifications. Um, don't ignore the people who are right in front of you for the people that you never see. That's uh, one of the greatest, I think, downfalls of social media and the way that we use it. The way that I try to use social media now is either I'm going to get something, literally get something out of it and get something good out of it, mm-hmm. or I'm just, I don't want to check it. And, and I'm not good about using my phone right now. I, I can guarantee you if my wife was here, she would back that up. And what I'm trying to do is get better about it. So what we're saying is we're not great at controlling ourselves with our phones either, but learning to handle it is always a better step than deciding to give in and just be like, this is just who I am, our favorite phrase ever. So uh, that's what I would encourage is, is even if you get a notification, that notification does not mean you have to check it right then. That's right. I can see the little Facebook emblem on my phone and it can go unchecked for like six, eight, 24 hours, maybe longer. And I probably have not missed anything <laughs> substantial. You're exactly right. So um, that's that's where I would I would leave it. That's great, and I, I'll mention my mentor. I don't know the color of his cell phone case mm-hmm. because he doesn't have it out when he's with me. When he's with me, he's with me. Mm-hmm. And I, I would challenge that the people that you can talk the best to are probably not on their cell phone while they're listening to you. Yeah. So I, I love I love that part of responsibility with social media is understanding that's. Not a fake world. Some people call it fake world. It's not. It's It's real people. It's a real world. But it's a real world that's digital, and you can very easily miss. And I think it's been a fair, I'm going to say it's been a fair criticism of my generation being Generation Xers and your generation being Millennials, that we have begun to ignore face-to-face in favor of digital relationships. Yeah. And I think that is one of the dangers and irresponsibilities. So exactly what Micah said, focus on your face-to-face. Well, something I'm trying to do, if somebody wants a suggestion, I'm I'm trying to, when I'm face-to-face with someone, I don't even want my cell phone out on the table. Like The first step was, I'm just going to flip it over so I don't see the notifications. Well, that's fine, but let, let's be perfectly honest. If I see that cell phone there on somebody, across from me on somebody else's cell phone, I know that the capability is always there to check it. Mm-hmm. It's It's within an arm's length. But if it's in their pocket and I never see it, then I know they're with me. Mm-hmm. So a challenge that I'm starting to try to do, I'm not there, I'm trying to do it, trying to work on it, just like you said, not just letting it take me. I'm trying to put the cell phone away completely in my pocket, in my backpack, when I'm with somebody else face-to-face. Right. So, um, and just the, the main thing with responsibility is own it. Mm-hmm. Make sure you own it, it doesn't own you. So, mm-hmm. so hey, we're, we, we appreciate you listening to this episode. Uh, just like always, the world does not need another artificial copy. The world needs an original you. So take your st- take your soapbox, stand on it, go change the world. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can find the soapbox on Apple or Google Podcast, and you can join the conversation by finding our Facebook page, Soapboxes Media, our Twitter handle at Soapboxes Media, or send us an email at soapboxesmedia at gmail.com. <laughs>